AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, y'all, I'm Kelly Bannon, and I am filling in for our dear Kelly Henderson this week. Maybe you caught our first episode, which was The Velvet. I interviewed my husband, Jeff Grossman, who is a therapist. Um, honestly, I don't, I like, it was kind of hard. It was kind of hard interviewing my man. I hadn't done that before. Um, but I, I felt like it actually we we talked about some pretty cool stuff as it relates to therapy. He's a therapist. We talked about how to go about finding a great therapist and some of the conversations you navigate when you're entering therapy and things like that. Um, check it out if you missed it. Um, and then today I've got something really special for you. I'm hype about it. Um, but I, I was going to just contextualize this by saying, um, one, I think that Kelly Henderson is setting such a great example by taking some time off for herself. And um, I hope that on the other side of it, she is refreshed and just renewed with with greater focus. I think we do idolize busyness. We think that busyness equates to importance. And I often do that in my own life. Like how much do I have going on or like, when someone reaches out about getting together and I'm like, well, we're going to have to look in December. Like, do I feel pride that I'm busy? Like, that's gross. So um, I just appreciate Kelly kind of setting the tone here as far as mental health is concerned and just taking a second for herself. And like, if you're one of those people that needs permission to take a second, like I always need permission for everything. I'm giving you permission. This is your written, this is your verbal permission. Go take a second for you. Say no to something for you so you can say yes to the things that really matter. So thank you so much for joining us on this episode. This is going to be the edge. It's going to be a little bit more playful. Um, a teeny bit of context about me. I am a singer-songwriter here in Nashville, Tennessee. It's my hometown. I love welcoming people to Nashville, to my hometown. And then I also host um, a couple shows for Apple Music Radio. I host a daily show called The Kelly Bannon Show, which is just jams and a little bit of like insider baseball of the music business. Um, and then on Fridays, I host a show called Today's Country. It's kind of the biggest headlines in country wrapped in music and, and thoughtful conversations with artists. It's really fun. But it all started because I had a podcast that I started about six years ago called This Nashville Life. And ultimately, actually, that might have been the reason that Kelly and Kelly interviewed me for Velvet's Edge a few years ago um, about about that. And gosh, I just I have a ton of respect for her. I love her no bullshit kind of attitude. I wish I could embrace a little bit more of that ethos. And um, also, we this is like one of maybe my favorite things is that she's a bit of like a doppelganger for me, which feels like a huge compliment. Like when she told me one time that people were confusing us, like, and our names are both Kelly, so that's kind of tricky. I was like, 
beyond flattered, so thrilled because y'all know she's got legs for days and who doesn't want to look like Kelly Henderson? So I will take it. But I'm afraid y'all can tell by my voice that we're not truly doppelgangers because I'm way down here like baritone land and she's like a normal, normal woman voice. But without further ado, um, we are today we are going to sit down with one of my best friends, um, truly, truly one of those people that I just see her face and my day is better. Um, my life is better because I have her in my in it. And um, she also happens to be kind of a bookworm. So we're going to we're going to stay on our therapy theme, but we're going to talk um, about some fun reads in kind of the therapy book world. I'm pretty hyped. I'm, I'm really hyped to introduce everybody to one of my favorite humans and maybe my maybe my favorite human on Earth. And her name is Brenna. Perkins and I if Jeff my husband who you guys met a few days ago on the velvet side of the velvet's edge podcast if he hears that like I won't I won't even be embarrassed because he knows that he's like second (laughs) second tier compared to (laughs) but seriously Brenna is one of the sunniest most charismatic personalities I've ever come across y'all know I work in the music industry there's a lot of very charming people and it just it just doesn't get more charming than Brenna, in my opinion. She's just one of my she's my absolute, just my absolute absolute. So that is so kind. And you've also <laughs> seen me at my worst. So thank you for saying that. <laughs> but I so here's what I was I was thinking. I would love for you to set up a little bit. Like you have had your own moments in the bright, sparkly spotlight. So I would love to hear a little bit just about your story. If you kind of just give us the Sure, sure. Well, I am originally from a small town in Wyoming that is the coal mining capital of the United States of America. And I think I've always been a city girl at heart, and I've always been a southern girl at heart as much as I love growing up there. So, like, I kind of always had these big, like, sparkly dreams outside of Gillette, Wyoming that I wanted to pursue. And so I moved to Nashville to go to Belmont University to pursue broadcast journalism in 2007. And Nashville just became my home, but I had always grown up doing theater and loving hair and makeup and all of those types of things. And so I knew that those were being on stage and pursuing, you know, exciting, glamorous things were things I wanted to do when I moved to Nashville. So I did some work as a hair and makeup artist. I did some work as a TV host. I was in pageants. I... You know, I'm always trying to get you to talk about the pageant life. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly should have done a pageant. She does have a fascination with pageant life. And she looks great in a crown. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing. And maybe this is from my my late bloomers out there that are listening. Like, what is it about beauty pageants that I was always kind of like fascinated and a little horrified? Probably because you have the swimsuit body. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no. She knows how to be on stage. No. She's got a talent. She was made for the pageant no. world. Honestly, I'm like, wait. If, I think at first when I was first meeting you, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, can I be friends with a beauty queen? <laughs> you know what's funny, though, is it's like from doing theater. I think that's how I think of pageants. Is like I grew up going to them. The Miss Wyoming pageant was held in my hometown. I always went. We always watched Miss America. I loved it. And it never ever occurred to me like oh i i could do this because like i wasn't glamorous i didn't own an evening gown like i didn't know how to walk in high heels but what i was very familiar with was theater and creating a character and there's a lot of similarities between mm. those two and yes you're showing up as yourself but you're showing up as the beauty queen version of yourself so it's like do i wear fake eyelashes and have pageant makeup in my everyday life no but in that scenario i loved it <laughs> and you know so i think there's a lot of similarities between like theater so it is like a character that you create and you're wanting to like put your best foot forward but it's like me on the pageant stage isn't like the me you're going to bump into at Kroger well here's what i'm curious about too because i think i have set up in my life okay guys First of all, we aren't going to just only have serious talk today. We're going to have a great time. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and tease this. Brenna is a bit of, I would call you a sexy bookworm. <gasps> and we're going to talk specifically about like a, a, a subgenre of, of books that we're both really into that connect to our last podcast. But I do want to just like, there's some good meat on this bone here. So I just do want to stay here for a second and go, 
Okay. So I feel like there have been a handful of milestones in my life, some of them that I've achieved and some of them that I haven't, that it's like, I think if I hit them, I will feel this about Mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if for you winning Miss Tennessee, was there like a question in your heart that you thought you would answer when you had that crown on your head? For sure. Um, I had done the Miss Teen USA pageant as the Wyoming delegate. And I feel like that gave me a lot of confidence and and it gave me a lot of good things. And so when I knew that I was coming to Belmont for school, I knew that I wanted to pursue going to Miss USA as Miss Tennessee. And I kind of thought, you know, I've been to a national pageant before. I've got some experience under my belt. Like, I think I can do this. And then I showed up my first of three years at the Miss Tennessee pageant and I didn't even make the top five. And so it was very humbling. And I think was hard on my confidence in a way as well because I was like, oh, maybe I don't have it. it. Oh, gosh. Who out there connects with that thought? Maybe I don't have it. And I think, I, I I think that all the time. That. Yeah. No, yeah. and I probably still do to an extent. And so there's a way where I think maybe I was chasing that, like you said, for some validation. And But I was like, oh, if I don't win on my first time, then I don't have it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I almost didn't come back. And then – What I realized, though, is that these Southern girls in pageants do not play around, and I had to get on their level. Like, they all have a personal (laughs) trainer. They all have someone teaching them how to do the walk on stage. They have someone, a professional, helping them with their hair and makeup. Like, they have a professional for every aspect of the competition. And so I just knew that I had to get on their level. And then second year, still didn't have it. <laughs> and so that third year, <laughs> I finally won. And Wait, so you did, did you place that second, what happened yes, that second I moved, year? Okay. I placed higher every year. My second year, ironically, was probably my best year of competition ever, and I still didn't win, mm-hmm. which is an interesting thing about pageants, being in the music industry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, anything where someone's opinion is going to determine like your fate. It's not how hard you work. It's not how well you do. It's really just sometimes like timing. In pageants, it's timing and it's like, okay, you could have a panel of judges and they might choose me one day and they might choose you the next day. There's a lot of luck They'd involved. They'd choose you as well. every day. No. They would choose you consistently, I have no doubt. But okay, see this that's interesting. That's a great parallel. Y'all know I'm a singer-songwriter and a big question that I have, I mean, I, we talked about my therapy journey a little bit on the last episode um that like I'm constantly want to grade myself like how good I am on the outcome like how well my song did and that is in our in our minds which is not true the measure of like how talented we are or do we have it or whatever and it's just like with your radio stuff it's just like pageants it's like okay well what's already on the radio right now what other female singers what other you know, there's all these variables that actually have nothing to do with your talent and how good the song is and how well you sang on it or any of the above. It's, there's a lot of luck and timing involved. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm guessing that's probably true in a lot of business and a lot of entertainment business, especially. Okay, tell us, okay, are there things that people, are there assumptions that people make about beauty queens or former beauty queens? Would you like to dispel any? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there definitely are. And I probably had some of those assumptions going into it too, especially as like this small town girl from Wyoming. I remember like walking into the ballroom of check-in day at Miss Teen USA and there's like girls in their bikinis doing their photo shoots and this, 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 and that. And so it's like, yeah, you're like, are, they're going to be stuck up. They're going to think they're better than everybody else. Are they going to be stupid? X, Y, and Z. And what I came to realize, of course, there are exceptions to every rule. But what I realized is that if you are the type of person who is ambitious, charismatic, um, articulate enough to show up and win your state pageant or even show up at your state pageant to begin with, there's probably going to be a lot of like-mindedness there. There's very few girls that show up just thinking – you know, that they're hot stuff and they've got it in the bag. Like everybody's got insecurities they've got to contend with. Right. And somebody (laughs) might act like that, but that's not what's actually going on under the surface. And so I've actually ended up connecting so much with so many of the people that I competed with. And to this day, so many of them are some of my closest friends. And it's like, man, if they could win over the judges, they can probably win you over too with their wit, their charm, their smarts, their beauty, all of that. So 
a lot of fantastic women in pageants, actually. I was kind of just giggling thinking about you, Brenna, like have your own little vernacular. Like you have phrases that you and your people, you've like trained your people to use that are like our inside jokes. And one of those is like such as. <laughs> Did I say it and not even realize No, you have Y'all know, like such as, do y'all know, can you. If you don't know, please look up the YouTube video of Miss. South Carolina teen. That's all you have to type in and it'll come up. Miss South Carolina teen famously oh. answered what like a the bi- like the big question. Yes. I, I'm trying to even think what the question was. Maybe it was about education or access to like libraries access or books. Education. And she just froze and she just said, I personally believe that US Americans <laughs> don't have maps and the Iraq Antarctica, everything <laughs> like such as. Oh, it said um, a lot of Americans can't locate the U.S. on the map. Why do you think this is? And she froze. I personally believe I could recite like the whole thing from it. It was amazing. <laughs> and anytime I can slip like such as into a conversation, I will. <laughs> Did you have you ever had that freeze moment on stage? No, I freaking thrive, to be honest. <laughs> I've had that moment in many other situations in life, but, like, you got me up there with two sets of false eyelashes on and a sparkly gown, and I've been working out for three hours a day for two months. I am in my element. <laughs> Not to say it couldn't have happened. <laughs> I didn't do it that many times. <laughs> that is funny. Oh, man. Okay, so I'm going to start to steer us in the direction yes. of today's topic. So this is The Edge. The The Velvet side of The Velvet's Edge podcast is a little bit more heart. We're gonna we're gonna deal with a little bit of heart and a little bit of fun, a little bit of edge too. I would love because we're kind of picking up. So I did I tell you I interviewed Jeff for the Velvet part of the I'm podcast. Obsessed. It's funny. I love Jeff. So we kind of much. got in a minor fight afterwards <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, "Oh, babe," I was like, "You were so low energy." Like he was very. You know how there's two versions of Jeff. There, yes. There's the. Sweet version of Jeff. It's another. It's a joke. It has to do with flatulence. I apologize. There's the Suey version of Jeff, which is like hype, so yes. hype. You're almost embarrassed to be with him. And then there's like the I wouldn't say aloof, but like kind of low key. He was so low key, and I was kind of like, babe, like pump up. The, we're doing a podcast. Up. I think there's something about being on a microphone though, too, that is weird. Even if you've done it a lot, you're like wait, so should I talk like this and be serious? Or do I need to like pump up the energy so like the fun comes through the microphone? Yeah. So it's hard he to like just be very, yourself sometimes. So we got in like a teeny fight. His uh, He told me that I like, he was like, you kind of hurt my feelings Aww. when you graded me. I was like, well, no, you did a great job. But we did. We talked about kind of like demystifying therapy, the therapy process for how to find a great um, counselor who's a good fit for you and kind of just his approach. So that was kind of cool. But and, and today we're talking specifically, there's been this kind of phenomenon in the last few years where a lot of therapy centric books have hit the mainstream in a massive way. They've been New York Times bestsellers or they're the subject of like a really big fiction you know novel and so we you are my resident bookworm and I was thinking we could go back and forth about some of those books that people might be if they're interested in therapy generally they might these might be up their alley but I'd love to contextualize the conversation by talking a little bit about your own therapy experience if you wouldn't mind sharing totally totally I feel like the things that have typically led me to therapy in the past um one is improving relationships. And another one is I don't seem to handle change well, Oh, even if it's like a good change. Um, You know, I think like being freshly out of college, I was having a quarter life crisis and just spinning out about that. And then I think also right after I got married, even though that was a great change, it was still a massive change. And it just um, made me go inward and really consider like how I grew up in my family of origin and now I have my own family of origin and what things do I want to bring forward into our home and what things do I not want to bring forward Mm -hmm. into our home and how am I going to, the things that I don't want to bring forward, how am I going to relearn those and hopefully try to do those better? And that was just, that was just weighing pretty heavy on me after we got married. So the change and also just like wanting to improve relationships, but gosh, it's so layered the ways that it has benefited me from like learning to have boundaries um 
That's, I think, a harder one for women in general. Oh, for sure. And especially if you've ever had a person in your life that uses like guilt or shame as a way to motivate you or punish you, mm-hmm. um, or at least that's there's some of that in my story. Um, so yeah, that's so hard. Um, I think even just being able to name what's circling around in your head gives you the power, like naming it gives you the power to make some changes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so and many- actually, I don't know why there is something about just naming it that takes some of the power away. Absolutely. Like if I'm really, if I have a lot of fear about something that's coming up, just putting words to that and being able to like, huh, I've, I'm feeling like a little frenzied and a little like for me, a it's lot of my, ang- yeah, my anxiety will be a little, it'll be often all it's like, I just feel a little frenzied. And if I can slow down long enough and go, wait, I must be have fear about something and saying it out loud, like, oh, I'm fe- I have fear about, well, I don't know why that starts to take the power away, it but does. it does. And, and if you can like feel heard in that at the same time and somebody might yes. validate you or help you through it or give you a piece of advice or, or whatever it is. Um, what else do I have on my list? Oh, this is a big one for me that other people's opinions of me aren't always true and they oh. don't define me. Wait. That's been a big thing. That's other people's opinions of me are not always true and they don't, don't define, define me. me. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's one of your biggest takeaways? One, well, you know, one from, I would just more characterize a lot of my early therapy journey, especially was realizing that I didn't, I had to do work to figure out who I was and that it wasn't intuitive, that I felt very lost and I was trying to be things for other people. So I would spend a lot of time reading the room to be what the room wanted me to be, whatever the metaphorical room may be, instead of reading myself to know what I was feeling or who I was in that moment. So a lot of my early work in therapy was like developing a self. Oh, that resonates with <laughs> crazy. me so much. Like, I feel like yeah. that's like work I'm doing it's right still, now. I'm and, still yeah. doing that. That's long work. But yep. and then just realizing how much shame um, I or, you know, honestly, the other thing is, y'all, I don't know if y'all have if anybody out there that's listening to us suffers from any kind of anxiety. If you have just always had a, a low hum to a mid hum of anxiety in your life, as long as you can remember, you actually don't know you suffer from anxiety. You just think that's what it's like to walk around the world. And so when I started to realize, oh, wait, that's not normal. Oh, I haven't. The reason that I want to throw up and quit every time I have to go out on stage to do the thing that I love is like that's actually my anxiety talking and that it's not it's not more true than like but there's a way where your anxiety makes you feel or your shame or whatever like it it it's screaming the loudest in that moment of like I am what's true about you and yeah. it's not so yeah Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. 
Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. This kind of reminds me of your first one is, is other people's opinions of me are none of my business. And here's what I'm trying to work on right now is I saw that Katie Kirk put out a T-shirt that says, I'm not for everyone. I'm trying to be okay with not being for everyone because oh, yeah. I'm like very people pleasing. And I sincerely like a lot of people and want to be friends with everybody. That's kind of my personality. And mm-hmm. I don't have to be for everyone. That's a hard one. And I I'm, I don't know if Kelly's audience is more male or is more female than male. My My assumption is yes, but... I don't know. So y'all tell us. But um, I was I think that's a specifically hard one for women, too. It's like um, but by being for everyone, you're kind of not for anyone. Right. And so I think being cool with in fact, I think Kelly embraces that really well. Like, yeah, you're you know, it's kind of a fuck the haters moment. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm just legit not going to be for everyone. And that's OK. Yeah. And it doesn't mean something's wrong with me. And it doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It's just like, Yeah. So, okay. So today I think we're going to talk, I know we're going to talk about three books in particular. We might get to a fourth, but I was going to start with one that we have, unless you want to do this, like a fourth grade book report, which I would be into. <laughs> did you bring in you're, any like your <laughs> poster you boards? <laughs> with, <laughs> no, I, <did> not. <laughs> um, I was thinking, what if we talked about the book group Ugh. people? Okay who have hung hung with us from the second from the first episode we actually talked about how Jeff is a group therapist and does a lot of group work if you're kind of curious about group dynamics there is a book called group how one therapist in a circle of strangers saved my life by Christy Tate that we both read this year and we both loved devoured it it was so i had really never thought much or really knew much about what group therapy was until we became friends and you told me a little bit about what Jeff did. And so I already had an interest in it. And this book is kind of interesting compared to some of the other ones that we're going to talk about, because this is written from the perspective of a client, a yeah, patient. of a client, a yeah. patient, someone in therapy, whereas the other books we're going to discuss are written from the perspective of the therapist. And um, Christy Tate is almost like alarmingly honest. And I think that's something that draws you into the book because it's like, if she's feeling it, she's saying it in therapy and she's experiencing it. And it's just, there's a lot of bravery with how honest she is and how much she discloses. Mm -hmm. But there's just so many cool things about the dynamics of airing your dirty laundry in a group of people, because as they're having realizations about their own stuff, there's all these themes, these human themes, and what you might be dealing with is totally different from me, but like the human heart connection of it or the heart of the matter is the same. same. Mm -hmm. And um, the other thing I think that is so cool about what you get to witness in this book is there is this sort of unabashed on like healthy groups health healthy therapy groups are shockingly honest it's like this is a group of people you aren't friends with you don't have to caretake your relationship with them in the same ways that we do in sort of typical social settings so you can say the true thing it doesn't mean you're going to be unkind but you can be a very real very unfiltered version of yourself because Everyone in the group is committed to the confidentiality. If you break confidentiality, the way normal therapy groups work, if you break that confidentiality, you have to come back and tell the group about it. Hey, I told my wife that this, that, or the other thing about you. It's like, and then the group is like, deals with it together. Um, I I would say too, as just like, I mean, I don't know how you guys (laughs) out there pick your books. I usually just read whatever Brenna tells me to, but this was a Reese's book club choice. It was a New York Times bestseller. Um, the 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 therapist who's kind of the center of this 
um, book, his, I think the name has changed, but he is a real therapist in Chicago who is very well known in the group world. Jeff had actually been, has been at like, um, some conferences where he has been in attendance and he's a, he's a, he looms large, but he one, seems to be a polarizing figure. Like I, as I was reading yeah. the reviews on this book, I loved it, but he seems to be a polarizing figure. I think that's what makes him interesting in this. And I think that's actually, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's an element of good therapists to it's the a point. Little provocative. You, they're a little provocative and they're not for everyone. Like to hop on our last point, it's like, you are really looking for someone that helps you get what you're looking for. And that's, that's not going to be for everyone. And there was a quote from this, um, or the, in, in, in like one of the, um, synopses, it was like, Dr. Rosen is, is the, I don't think that's his real name. That's his name in the book and, um, issues a nine word prescription for Christy. And it is, you don't need a cure. You need a witness. I wrote that Did down you write too. that down too? <laughs> Isn't that, why does that just get me in my heart? It punches me in my heart balls. <laughs> when I was, exactly. When I was kind of like rereading the synopsis of the book, because it's been a bit since I've read it, it, that, I mean, that punched me. And it was almost like I was hearing it for the first time because I think sometimes my mindset going to therapy or my mindset telling my best friend my problems is like, what's the cure? And it's like, often we really don't need the cure or there's not going to be a cure today or it, there may never be a cure, but like for somebody to, witness for somebody to hear for somebody to listen value whatever it may be is like there's a lot of power in that I I think this hits on a really important theme that like you know I think you could bring into friendship whether you are like a therapy person or not which is most people don't want to be fixed and actually most people don't need to be fixed like I come to you with my problem I'm not actually looking for you to tell me how to fix it I just need to know that someone that cares about me heard me in it Mm -hmm. and I think that's that kind of like cure versus witness it's like just be with me in it right don't solve it for me so highly recommend I usually want you to solve it for me (laughs) okay noted (laughs) noted um but I think y'all um it's it's pretty fast paced you become really attached to the and intrigued by the other characters in the group and she is very, very honest and um And witnessing it's her real transformation is really compelling to me. Yes. So that is Group, How One Therapist in a Circle of Strangers Saved My Life by Christy Tate. Read it. Okay. Yeah, y'all. Would, oh, um, let's... Okay, let me see. I want you to rate these. And I want you to rate them on a scale from I'm trying to think of something funny and inside our personality. Okay, uh, I want you to rate them from one to five tinctures. Zuvana <laughs> 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 is always like doing tinctures and things for her her wellness. One to five tinctures. Oh my gosh, I'm a really generous judge, and okay. these are some of my favorite books. Okay. I went on my Goodreads today to see how I rated them. I think I rated all these books a five. Okay, a five tinctures. Um, okay. Five tinctures. This next. Cat's claw, nettle, lemon balm, ashwagandha, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> um, this is a book I haven't read. Jeff is reading it right now. You've read it. It's everywhere. It's a New York Times bestseller. It's called Maybe You Should Talk to Someone, A Therapist, Her Therapist, and Our Lives Revealed by Lori Gottlieb. Oh, Tell so me all good. about it. Okay. Of every book that I have recommended to friends, this one has come back the most popular, which a friend actually recommended it to me. And I was like, oh, this is right up my alley. I devoured it. I, in my Goodreads review, I said, I'm going to have to grieve the fact that this book is over and that I'm not going to spend any more time with these characters. And I also wrote, I already know that I will reread it. Um, I have recommended this book to so many friends and every single friend that has read it has come back raving about it. Okay. So I'm why? actually really curious but, like, to give know us Jeff's the why, review as a professional. Yeah, I need to follow up with him about it. If I was a more prepared podcast host, I would have said, have you finished that book yet? No. Nah. Um, okay. Why though? Why sell me? Okay. Why do I want to? I know you love it. I know everybody else loves it. Okay. What am I getting so, out of it? It's another true story, which is interesting. Like, for me, that's just compelling when it comes to this type of thing because I think there's so much real-world application. And I think that's the benefit of 
going back to our last book of group therapy, which this isn't group therapy, but you feel like it is in a way because you're inside the therapy room with so many people. So there's Lori and she's a therapist in real life. She's like changed the names and meshed some of the stories to keep people's lives confidential so that you couldn't pick it out. But she is counseling these different people through various things in their lives. She has like a narcissist. She has a severely depressed, depressed person who, um, says they're going to commit suicide by their next birthday if their life doesn't turn around. There is a young, newly married woman with a terminal illness. Um, There's just so much going on. But then she goes through this massive um, life change, and so she starts going to therapy. And I think when you read and listen to and pay attention to other people's stories, especially in this context where people are doing the work and striving to get better, there are just so many insights about your own life. Like I learned – Things about myself from reading about the characters in this book. Like what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, it's also been a while since I read this one. I'll have let me let me think on that. Um, or you found it like you found yourself learning. I saw you myself. Yourself, in you it. saw yourself. In I, it. Okay. Yes. That's helpful. Yes. Also, gosh, it was good. It was a. Uh, Oprah Magazine Best Nonfiction Book of 2019. Um, it apparently is being developed into a TV oh, series. Do we know anything about that? No, but gosh, I will. I hope they don't mess it up because the book was so good. So that's maybe you should talk to someone, a therapist, her therapist, and our lives. Six revealed. out of five tinctures. Six out of five tinctures. <laughs> <laughs> okay, third is that's a good intro book. Like <clears throat> I think that's a good book to start oh, with. Start there. All right, folks. If you like of this list, start there. Yeah, I think start there. Okay, this third book on our oh. list is one we both read. I probably read it. I always get an without without fail. January, I want to be my best self. And I'm like, I'm going to read and I'm not going to watch TV this year. And I read like six books in January. I read a book in February and then I don't read again. And it tapers off. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I did. I read. I think I read this in January or February. It's called Good Morning Monster. You've probably seen it because it has this like fried egg on the cover. I feel like I was seeing it everywhere. Good Morning Monster. A therapist shares five heroic stories of emotional recovery. It's by Catherine Gildener. Gildener. I think so. I think that's how you say it. And um, so Catherine was a psychologist for twenty five years, and then. Very renowned, very renowned. I be- I believe from what I read. And then at fifty, we love we love a woman go chasing her dreams at any age. Yes. And then at fifty, she left private practice to become a writer, and then wrote a couple of bestsellers memoirs. I think she has maybe one novel, and then this is I think her most think recent a, book. Yeah. Good morning, monster. One thing I love: provocative title. Right. I'm immediately like, what is that? So lay it out. Lay out the this book for us. Gosh, okay. I think I I read this one over Christmas. <laughs> kind of a heavy book to read over the holidays, to be honest. Don't know if I would recommend, but I could not put it down. I read it in 24 hours. It is, again, real-life tales of um, people who have just overcome what you would not think that anyone could overcome. Like, think of child abuse. Think of child neglect. I mean, just like the hardest most painful traumatic experiences that you could endure in life. She's counseling these people through over a period of years and years mm-hmm. and um, watching them transform and live healthy or healthier productive lives and be happy and go on to like lift themselves out of, I mean, really Incest deep dark and rape. I mean, yes. I mean, and then, you know, and just in trauma for me, one thing, and we touched on this on the other the other podcast episode where I introed and interviewed my husband, Jeff Grossman, we talked a little bit about um, client, like client um, therapist relationship. This is one of those books where you, you see how deeply she cares for her patients, which kind of gives you, it's like, oh man, like, I don't know. I feel like it's almost good for, it's good for therapy overall because it's like, it shows you this glimpse into like how deeply some like they're not just taking your your hundred and seventy five bucks right. and it's like she cares deeply for her clients. She gets counsel on how to help them and she's rooting for them in this deep and beautiful way. And then she knows that in sharing their stories, like it gives you well, one, what is it, Brenna? Like there is something about when we we can 
I don't know, sometimes I think we have our own pet traumas. And it's like, my trauma is so big, no one can understand it. Right. But then you see other people's trauma. There is something normal. It's like, oh, wow. You know, every like truly everyone is carrying their own burden. Totally. And there is something kind of normalizing about just like suffering is real and, yeah. and hurt is, you know, but probably one of the more provocative characters is where the title comes from. Boy. Will you tell, without totally giving it away, can you tell us like where the title comes from? Yes. Um, a girl growing up in privilege, I think in New York, mm-hmm. and she is greeted by her mother every morning. Her mom says to her, good morning, monster. Like her good morning monster. Her mom, her mom wasn't for her. <laughs> and her. Yeah, her mom wasn't being cheeky. No, she was like, ooh, yeah, um, yeah. It's it's truly Told this, every day that you're a monster by your primary caregiver and your primary attachment figure. Yeah, I, I also it was one of those couldn't put it down. Um, very very hopeful. Even even though it it's got really there are some really hard devastating scenes it's it is a story it ultimately is a story of healing yes um and she's a great writer oh so good i it makes me want to read her other books how many tinctures five tinctures five tinctures so we're going to recap so far we've covered group um which we gave five tinctures to we covered maybe you should talk to someone six out of five five tinctures i'm not sure how that can happen but it did did. good morning monster gets five Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness. Kick back and spread some positivity into the world. From smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports, on stages, and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. I was going to say another book that we both read, if y'all are looking for some fiction, was um, a psychological thriller called The Silent Patient. And I really don't know how to explain it without giving too much away. It's how would you pronounce this author's name? Alex Michaelides, or yep, maybe that's it. That's I'm, I'm making it. that up. But the the silent patient in this case, um, one, it's just like if you're into therapy, the the primary character is a therapist who's obsessed with uncovering sort of the violent 
history behind his patient who, who happens is to be a famous artist and is si- and won't speak. And she had been a part of a crime, and ever since the crime happened, she refuses to speak. So he's obsessed with getting her to speak and uncovering the story behind the crime. But it's like a mystery. And there's a twist. There's a twist. I Of every book I've read like that, I did not see that ending coming. I don't know if mm-hmm. you did. I didn't either. I and mean, I feel like I can see around some of the curves. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So The Silent Patient, if you're looking for some fiction, yeah. really good read. Honestly, it would be a great read right now because it's a little spooky. Mm-hmm. Be fun to like curl up by the fire, get yes. under a blanket. Um, what is on your bookshelf of... Four two- out of five tinctures, just to keep okay. it <laughs> Four out of five tinctures. <laughs> I might give it... I really enjoyed that yeah, book. Yeah, I loved it. I, I definitely gave it five stars. Um, on it's, it's less of like a... You're not, you're not going to like wrap that book up and give it to your daughter as an inspiring story, which you really truly might do with like group or maybe you should talk to someone, but it was a great, great read. Yeah. Fun. It was a fun read. Yeah. Yep. Like a heady beach read. Yeah. 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 I agree. What is on your bookshelf to be read or to be finished that we should just, we want to read? Okay. Okay. So I've been, I'm really into wellness in general and I've kind of been on this wellness journey for the past like five years trying to overcome some autoimmune stuff. And in the last year, I have started going to this functional medicine doctor, and he is the first practitioner I've been to that has brought it to my attention that, like, your overall wellness and your overall health, there is, like, he as an MD acknowledges that your emotional health plays a huge role in the physical health of your body. Mm -hmm. Um, And so through going to him and other practitioners that he recommended, it was like every practitioner that he was sending me to, I'm just curious and I'm always getting to know people when I'm in the room and we're chat, chat, chatting. Almost every single one of them recommended a book called The Body Keeps the Score. I think I legit have it on. Yep. I have it. I'm gonna, you're going to hear some cranky sounds of my my bookcase opening. We getting it out. I have it. It's got kind of like a moody figure on the front. It's kind of like cool pop art. Um, the body keeps the score brain mind and body in the healing of trauma by Bessel van der Kolk. Kolk. That's a lot. It's a lot. Bessel van der Kolk, MD. What can you tell us about it? Obviously I haven't read it yet. I've only read chapter one. It is a heady book with a lot of scientific information. The first chapter was all about like the history of treating mental illness and PTSD. And when they uncovered and named what PTSD was, and it was fascinating yeah but also like there's only so much of it that you can like really take in at a time whereas these other books if you've got like the time on a saturday in the bathtub as i often do you could devour them this one is not one i think that you could devour but i think there's a lot of like practical very interesting information and like reading the summary it seems like there are um like, like literally it's unpacking the places where like in your own trauma sto- from what i understand and i haven't i haven't read this book but one uh, a therapist that i worked with said trauma imp- actually affects your genetic material and can pe- be passed down to generations so that would mean trauma that my grandparents endured mm-hmm. is is written in the dna that i carry mm-hmm. But this book is arguing that um, there's coping mechanisms. And oh. I'm all for like a prescription if that's needed. But I think one of the things that this book is talking about is like through mindfulness and through like connecting with your own body and even like certain types of like yoga and movement or EMDR or these different okay. types of – and I think mindfulness is a huge thing that you can um, – through those things that you can become healthy. And obviously that's not true in every situation, but like really interesting. So that's on the want to, we'll report back with how many tinctures out of five, but this book has been, it may take me a while. It's been everywhere. Is there anything else like, you know, we're not going to cover in depth, but I was going to say, I, you know, I know people, I think Kelly has talked about the Enneagram before on the podcast. So maybe the road back to you would be a good rock. That's a great book. If you are interested in just exploring Enneagram and that is a it's a sort of type of personality test um, a lens to look at personality types through and that's kind of the formative the 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 foremost book on that topic but they also have another book called the path between us that is about relationships between different numbers which is also interesting stuff if you're just interested in like the human condition why do we do what we do and what motivates us and why do we go to this place when we're unhealthy and why when we're healthy you know do we do these other things? It's fascinating. Yes. 
Well, Brenna, do you have any parting words before we wrap up oh this episode of The gosh. Edge? Um, I'm like, should we do this every week? <laughs> I'm, th- I'm again. I'm thriving. I'm having the best time. Thanks we also for having me, y'all. We I um I haven't used that broadcast journalism degree in a bit. Oh, it feels nice. I, I, honestly. I'm going to raise my glass to you. We're drinking some seed lip because your girl overindulged last night. And I just know at 40, those hangovers, they hit hard. And I can't I can't go a bunch of nights in a row. I don't know about y'all. I'm trying to make decisions. My my therapist says it giving a gift to my future self. Mm. When you do the thing, the five minute thing that actually makes your day better later or makes tomorrow a little better. It's like I'm giving a gift to my future self. I'm giving a gift to my future self by not whining and boozing with you right now. But we're just drinking a little seed. But it feels like we're having a cocktail. It sure does. So So uh, I'm raising my glass to you, Brenna. You're actually you're just absolutely one of my most treasured people. I'm. So thankful for you on a daily basis. Loves ya. Here's to you. To Love you. Two more. What would I do without you? Clink. Clink. <laughs> Kelly, thank you so much for asking me to um, host while you're away. I'm so glad that you're taking some time for yourself, and I'm encouraged by that. And I need to look at my own life and figure out where I need to do the same. Um, I want um, to give you guys the opportunity to follow Brenna on socials. So, Brenna, will you tell us where the gang can follow you if they sure. interested in those tinctures? I am <laughs> at Brenna M. Perkins on the gram and the Twitter, even though I don't use it. So just find me on the gram if you want. That's right. I post a lot of dog content. We're here. We love it. That's why we're here. That's why we come. That's why we come to the gram. And of course, y'all can follow me at Kelly Bannon um, in all the places. And I'm so thankful that you spent this time with us. And um, yeah, it was just, it was just what a treat. Fun to try something new. Fun to put my podcasting headphones back on. And of course, wishing Kelly all the best. Can't wait to see her back after her rest. Mm-hmm. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.